0: And he's clapping these <laughs> bubbles and they're exploding on his hands. So he's
1: getting this glue. They're spraying all over him, getting sprays of glue on his face <laughs> all over his hands and arms. But Bobby protected the turf.
0: So why would two guys leave comfortable jobs, move across the country and start a business? in an industry they don't know, a place they don't know, and could it be successful?
1: We're Dale and Brian Carmi. Join us as we share our story and inspire you to become people of impact. Welcome to the Impact Without Limits podcast.
0: Have you ever looked for something and not been able to find it?
1: Welcome back to the Impact Without Limits podcast. This is Dale Carmy sitting here in Louisville, Ohio with my brother, Brian. Hey, everybody. Welcome we, back. We are in our recording studio with our own mics.
0: All kinds of new stuff going on here. If we sound new, a little new different. soundboard,
1: We've done a couple episodes with the new board. Yeah. but Still want to talk about it. So um, we, we'll get to that question, uh, but... Yes, <laughs> I've still struggled finding some <laughs> stuff. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So where we're at, we've launched Sportsgrass, and it was kind of neat. Right on the heels of launching our Sportsgrass brand, we landed another field. Yeah, and this field came
0: out of a relationship. Um, we had talked about a playground company there in Albuquerque that we had, you know, really helped us come up with the idea for Playground Grass or, or gave us a question of, Hey, can't you put this underneath the equipment and and started us in the playground. And now here, they're helping kind of kick off sports grass. We had had a couple big projects.
1: Yeah, Be careful. Don't give them too much credit. I want them coming back. (laughs) Well, they, they posed the questions. We provided the solution. That is correct. And in this case,
0: they said, Hey, we saw you did some other big fields. Can you help us with a field in Texas? And it was in Lubbock, Texas. And it was a, I think it's called miracle baseball field. And it was a special needs field, so uh, turf is obvi- often a choice,
1: a surface of choice for them. Yeah, and, and so- it and it's a it's a special product. Yes, it's not our normal tall pal product to, to make it uh, wheelchair accessible and and more stable for um, somebody with disabilities to or, or unique abilities, whatever you want to call it, to get around the field. Uh, and but we had a product to fit that need. So um, what Lubbock's? Six it's about hours, five, five, between five and six, five yep. six hours from Albuquerque, if I remember correctly. So we're, we're going down talking to them about, okay, yeah, let's, you know, let's figure out what we can do and how we can help you here. And we ended up landing what we're calling the first official sports grass field.
0: Yeah. It's, it's interesting because we had done these other fields, which were bigger, but they were before we had launched the brand of sports grass. Yeah. So this is the first one after we're launching a brand of sports grass. And, um, you know, we have this uh, opportunity in Texas.
1: And we, we talk about this a lot, Brian, uh, but we'll continue to bring it up because we see it over and over again. The law of the harvest. Absolutely. Right? You reap what you sow. So we've been um, planting the seeds of sports fields um, getting into that market uh, doing some of the earlier jobs now creating a brand and even the relationship and yeah well you're right then that's probably even bigger the relationship with extra that we started in 2003 not knowing where that would go but just finding a company and saying hey let's let's meet with them let's talk to them let's find out who they are and what they do and how we can help them. Remember, we, we saw an, yeah, an ad is, in the newspaper. As I'm thinking about that,
0: that was probably our first proactive sales call. We it saw looked, an ad in the newspaper, into. right? Or not yeah, an ad, we an, we article. an article in a newspaper. And we're like, about this hey, company that sells playground this company services. is only 20 minutes away. They sell playgrounds. We have turf. Let's talk to and them. And we didn't have playground grass. We just no. had turf. And But we started a conversation, and that conversation led us to the idea. And again, Ty was developing, he develops playground grass in Florida, but those conversations led to it. Yeah. And yeah. And so
1: are. seeds were planning. We didn't even really realize what we're planning in 2003 or now coming back to harvest in two thousand, the end of 2006, beginning of 2007.
0: Our chickens were coming home to roost. <laughs> Is that what you call Wait, it? No, I think that's, that's different. That's different. But yeah, there, there was something, speaking of chickens coming home to roost. Yeah. I think, wasn't there a, a speeding ticket or well, something that happened on this yeah, so, project?
1: Yeah, I'm, I appreciate you bringing that up, Brian. I love well, talking you're, about You're lucky <laughs> Lori stepped out of the room. But, <laughs> oh, I, trust this, me. She found out. Is this a foreshadowing moment? Yes, okay. it is. So here's what happened. We and, and I'm getting ahead of the story. We'll fill it in. But we <laughs> made one of our trips down to... Lubbock to view the field and do things. And this is one of our return trips. It might have been after we um have issues with the base, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But we're driving across the Panhandle of Texas. There's nothing. It was the middle of the night, right? No traffic anywhere. We're going across a highway. I don't know how fast I was going, probably 80, 85 miles per hour. Oh <laughs> easy. <laughs> easy. And all of a sudden you see the lights and it's like, oh, so I get, uh, I get pulled over. I was not able to sweet talk my way out of the ticket. I got a ticket and This is the foreshadowing moment, but it leads to me being detained at customs, trying to get back into the country. A couple years in the future. Okay.
0: So you're telling it, just not the full story. i not telling the full story. <laughs> you're just giving the, the Cliffs and the
1: Dale's Notes version. Yes, the Dale's Notes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there was for so, a period of time a warrant out for my arrest. So, public service announcement, kids out there, <laughs> if you get a
0: speeding ticket, pay it because it's going to find you. <laughs> it may be when you least expect I it. I did pay and it. And you're just trying to get home.
1: They just didn't receive okay. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you paid it on time? Yeah, I mailed it. Uh, okay. <laughs> listen. Listen here, mister. Hey, you don't I have wrote to, you out don't have the to, check. You don't have to convince me. I wrote out the it's check. It's okay. I put it in an envelope. Listen. I stamped it, and I had Lori's sister, Jackie, mm. drop it off in oh, the mailbox. Oh, we're pointing fingers, folks. She dropped it off. Jackie, I believe if you're her. you're listening, I apologize. The, the fingers Dale's... I'm pointing oh, are squarely at the U.S. Postal Service. <laughs> or... The inept little podunk police station oh, that boy. pulled me over in the first oh, place. Oh,
0: when you're backed into a corner, you come out <laughs> lashing at everything. Uh, it's fine. We're having fun with that. But it is, a, it is a funny story. At this point, it was just a ticket. Somehow, Dale didn't notice that money didn't come out of his checking account. Because you balance <laughs> that the checking. Is a, that is a true
1: statement. That, that,
0: that. Every month, you're meticulous. No,
1: no. You're, what, how? No, no. But anyway. I ran I ran my personal finances <laughs> finances much like we ran the business. If is there's there, money, in the there account, money in the account, we can live for another day. Listen, that is an awful way to
0: run both your business and your personal finances. That but if you're running young fast bear, enough, is another thing you
1: should never do, <laughs> says Papa Bernstein Bear. All right. So
0: back to the story. That speeding ticket was just kind of a little side note. I had to get in there. But this was uh, you know. I, I remember we made one trip down there thinking we were going to install,
1: and we couldn't. Well, yeah, we were doing a sports field. Um, we had to do the base. Doing the base on a sports field is a little bit bigger than what we felt we could get our arms around. So there was another contractor involved that that was being hired, I think, by the city of Lubbock or whoever did this, that was preparing the base. So right. they got that done. We were coming down for the install, and we get there, and we're walking on this base, and it's like, okay we we've got a problem. It was not well done. It was not even of um, some of it might not have been the right stone. I know they had some of the 57s up at the surface and there were some gaps on the boards. Yeah, yeah. We're just like, we can't install over this. Uh, again, the thing we've repeated multiple times foundation, if you don't have a good foundation, you can't build on it. Um, the base is the foundation of a field. So we rejected it and and that's hard to do because There's multiple things at play here. There is our time and our effort to load up a crew, to drive the six hours down to Lubbock, Texas, to get a hotel, to stay in the hotel, to go to the job, ready to do the job, and you can't do the work. Well, we still got to pay the guys. We still had to pay for the hotel. We still had to pay for the gas. Plus, we had a schedule. We had things we had to do. We had Another job we're going to talk about in Gallup, New Mexico, that was also through ExerPlay that had to fit in. This is at the end of the year, around Christmas time, New Year's. We have um, the dealer conference coming up, and we have our first ever Achievers trip. All these things. Oh, that's another foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. So all this stuff's happening, and the easy thing to do would have been to install the field. And just let it go the way it was going to go. And look, it might not have been the best base. Would people have complained about it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But we didn't. It wasn't right. We rejected it. So we had to load up and go back home. And I think that's when I got the ticket. was on the way home from not being able to put in the field. That's a double stinger. Um, But, you know, that that points out, uh, you know, we've talked about it, Brian, integrity, quality. Uh, It demanded that we do that.
0: And that's if you've never been in a situation like that, that is it's difficult
1: not on to mention the fronts. general contractor and the customer don't want you to reject, right? It. They want to get it done. The contractor, for sure, doesn't want to redo it because it costs them money. And the customer's like, I want this project done on time. So, there are so many pressures to make you want to just say, Let's just do it. But we couldn't.
0: Yeah. So you got to go
1: back to the customer, say, we can't
0: install over this. You've got to get your contractor back out here. We're going to go home. It's going to cost us more time and money. It's going to cost them more time and money. But it was the right thing to do. So after it gets rescheduled, we end up coming back um, around New Year's.
1: Yeah, it was right after New Year's. It was like that first week. because That's right. if you remember, we spent New Year's in Gallup.
0: Which we didn't tell that story. No, yet. that's next. So we're telling this story
1: because, because Lubbock started before. It. Yeah. Right. This is the bookend around the Gallup project, guys. Th- this is one of those periods of time we were hustling. we were worked to the bone. We and, and we had sold or we were out, of, the out of our business. local install business, and we were doing so more we installs. Thought.
0: Oh my! And we didn't goodness.
1: have a crew. We were like I, for the Lubbock job. We were pulling um, John Seaver and his team. Yep. Come down with us from Foreverland, New Mexico. Yep. Um, unfortunately, we didn't have anybody that put their hands up for the trip to Gallup. No, when you say and it was very similar Gallup to our trip to, <laughs> our trip to Deming from <laughs> several years earlier.
0: Yeah. And when we say Gallup, it was really the Navajo reservation outside of Gallup. It was a very mm. windy plane, but we'll get to that maybe a week or two. So, we come back and we install this actually you're right it was right after new years it was the it was we talked the, about this the, the national, Ohio State championship, national championship against florida in 2007
1: yeah. started so well
0: that was and okay i'm just going to going to tell this a little Go. bit of a story so we have uh with us john and and his nephew bobby who we called bobby well his name was bobby
1: <laughs> that's why we called him that i don't know what <laughs> now we <laughs> <That's, laughs> <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we called Bobby
0: Boucher. We called yes. We that's <laughs> that that's is. the part we added. We called him Bobby Boucher from the Water <laughs> Boy. But his name was Bobby. But anyway, Bobby was a great kid, but he was one of these kids that was just like he wanted to be the antagonist. I don't think he was really a uh, yeah, He could be a little bit annoying. He was a Bears fan, I think, and we were Vikings fans, so we would spar about that. And here we are. We're sitting at a hotel. And we would finish the end zone. We're going to watch the Ohio State Buckeyes play for the national championship. And
1: unfortunately. He was poking the whole trip down and the whole leading up to the game. He's poking us. Urban
0: Meyer was coach of the Florida Gators.
1: Tim Tim Tebow. Tebow. (laughs) (laughs) And so here we are watching this. By the way, Tim, uh, it was great to sponsor your faith event. Hey, faith and leadership. We love you. We just didn't love you on that day. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but here we are watching this game and the opening kickoff. If you remember, Ted Ginn Jr. takes, takes it, it all the, the way. and we are we're cheering, we're jumping, hooting, hollering. and we probably—I mean, Bobby had been poking the bear, right—and so we probably we got in his face a little. a little bit. Take that, you Florida Gator fan! And he wasn't really a Florida Gator fan, but he was, he was that just night.
1: Antagonist. Unfortunately, that was the last time we celebrated as Buckeye fans that <laughs> night. Now it, well, it ended very quickly when I think Ted Ginn hurt himself on the celebration after <laughs> the kickoff return, like popped his hamstring and he went out. You know, there is a pattern. It went downhill from of there. Of Buckeyes
0: receivers getting hurt and missing yeah. the big games. Yeah. And, oh, it's such We talent. don't want to go there. No, we're
1: not going to talk about that. But anyway, that was uh, we got so mad at Bobby by halftime. He went to his bedroom <laughs> to watch the rest of the game. I mean, I think we were borderline ready to choke him out. Well, he was. Yeah, it was not a pretty sight.
0: So we installed this project, and there there are a couple stories from this oh, project. My one, and so this this project, we often did our mechanical seams and you know beading glue. And this one, we had to glue the entire seam. Yeah, and so we
1: we used. We used the glue. We, can we, we say yeah, the, we name glue, the name of the glue, right? The glue is called Nordot. It is a great glue. It, it sticks it's to sticks. everything. Yeah. So this stuff has- And there is nothing that cuts it. You can't- Not gasoline. gasoline. turpentine. It doesn't matter. There's no solvent that cuts this glue. When it sticks, it, it sticks. sticks. And it has kind of the consistency of honey. Yeah. And so you pour this stuff out.
0: Like a thick honey. And I, what happens when you smell Nordot? You get high.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, you we do. We call it yes, the you High. You
0: do get the Nord High, but you also get heartburn. You
1: definitely. Get I. It's the
0: only thing. The only,
1: uh, was, you smell it, and it somehow it gives you heartburn. Yeah, you get heartburn, but you get loopy. <laughs> you get so loopy, you don't even remember you have heartburn.
0: Oh boy! <laughs> anyway, we so, call it the
1: Nordyne High. <laughs> yes, that is true.
0: But we're we're working on this field, <laughs> and we have to glue these seams. So if if it, and I not to get too technical, but just so you understand, you put out this tape we call it seam tape. It's just paper. It's about a foot wide, and you put it underneath the seams, and you pour this honey glue. substance on, and then you
1: take a trowel. It's a, a notched trowel that you like spread right. But when you're spreading with the trowel and you lift, because this is thick like honey, imagine that it's stuff honey? kind of pulls up almost like a sheet of that liquid material. And in Lubbock, it happened to be very windy that day. My guess is it's probably very often windy in Lubbock because it was wide open and planes. And so when you pull that um, trial up and the wind blows, it's like a bubble machine. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was very much like a bubble. And the because of the consistency the bubbles, of these bubbles, we're not talking little bubbles. No. We get like, bubbles... Twice the size, Twice of, your the size head. of our head. <laughs> Twice the size. They're big. They're giant bubbles. But they're not just bubbles.
0: They're bubbles of glue. Of glue. Of a glue that you can't get off of stuff.
1: That if they land on the turf, they're going to stain and stick to and cause problems yeah. with the turf. And we, we're we sitting here. We're doing the trial work. Yes. So we have these trowels full of
0: glue in our hand. And we see these bubbles. And we're like, oh, oh my goodness. no. And we can't go get them. We're holding these trials. So we're like, Bobby. Bobby. Pop the
1: bubbles!
0: Get the bubbles! Don't get the bubbles! Let the bubbles touch the ground. (laughs) It's so Bobby, being an industrious young chap, decides to go chase these bubbles down, but he (laughs) doesn't. He starts, he starts clapping them. Cla- Bubbles! And he's clapping these bubbles, and they're exploding on his hands. So he's getting this glue they're spraying, all over him.
1: Getting sprays of glue on his face, <laughs> all over his hands and arms. But Bobby protected the turf. Bobby saved the turf. I don't know. He saved the day. I don't know if any of the bubbles land. If, if they landed on the turf, we didn't see it. No. He was clapping bubbles left and right. <laughs> It's just like bubbles. <laughs> he was
0: covered in glue, but he saved the turf. So that was a fun story.
1: Oh um, my goodness. But you had that another another
0: story where where you were you I think yeah, you sent so, Bobby on an errand.
1: Well, so so we're we're working, right? We're putting a seam together, you're rolling the edge of the grass back, you're Cutting the edges, trimming them so they fit, laying them back down. And sometimes you you work in one area then you get called off and you go somewhere else. And I had, I'm pretty sure it was my knife when I was cutting and uh, I had set it down and I got called over to go somewhere else. And I go over there and I'm doing a little bit of work and it's like, oh, I need my knife. And I don't know, I was in the middle of something, so I couldn't just get up and go get it. So I said, Bobby, I left my knife over by the seam we were working on you go get it? And he walks over there, and he comes back and goes, yeah, you didn't leave your knife there. It's not there. Now, <laughs> I know that I left my knife there, right? This is something I know. Bobby doesn't know I left my knife there. He hears me saying that. And so I say, Bobby, my knife's over there. Go over and get it. We say sales is a transfer of belief. This apparently is not your
0: best sales <laughs> moment. Because you were not
1: transferring the belief Bobby, to Bobby. goes walking back over, and he looks around. He comes back and he says, he says, now your knife's not there. You put it somewhere else. I'm like, Bobby, I know. There are a lot of times I forget things. This time I had no doubt. It's like, Bobby, I know I left my life knife there. Go get the knife. So three times he went back, three times he came and said, Your knife is not there. So now, in frustration, I get up and I walk over to the scene to look for my knife. What do I find? Well, I didn't see the knife, but I knew the knife was there. So I start looking, I lifting up pieces of grass, doing things. And I can't remember if I pulled back the seam or I turned something and I found the knife. So the knife was there the whole time. This demonstrates um, a point of belief. Bobby didn't believe the knife was there. And so he was looking casually and He actually began to believe the knife wasn't there. And when he got set back the second and third time, he was looking to fulfill his
0: belief. He was reinforcing
1: what his belief was. The knife isn't there. I know it's not there because I looked the first time. So the second and third time, I'm going to prove to you it's not there. I, on the other hand, knew the knife was there. I remembered setting it down. Unless somebody took it, I knew it had to be there. So even though I went and didn't see the knife initially, I knew it was there. And so I looked, and I dug, and I found it. And that is just so, I think, true of belief, true of faith, what have you. If you know something, you're going to find it, and you're going to prove it out. And if you think something isn't the case, you're yeah. going to perform to that belief level.
0: Yeah, and that, our opening question is, have you ever looked for something and not been able to find it? And yeah, obviously, I... I've certainly been there pretty much anytime Angie tells me to go get something, I come back and she's, she looks at me like, do you even have eyes in your head? Like you, how could you not find it? But that belief can certainly change your ability to see things. And if you believe something isn't there, your belief will lead you to not find it. And if you believe something is there, your belief can lead you to find it.
1: Yeah. So if I can share that story too i know we're talking about this in the takeaways i think we're close enough to do it i was bobby later (laughs) in life like said, it happens many times there's one time particular i remember just a couple years ago i was looking for the remote control on a tv and we had a tv downstairs and um we had some people come over and take it for an event over at whetstone and um then we got over to Whetstone, and the controller wasn't there. And Whetstone's a conference center we have over by our office. And Lori said, you need to go um, downstairs into the theater room. The controller is down there. And immediately, my thought was, the controller's not there. Whoever grabbed the TV also grabbed the controller, and they lost it. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure You know, so-and-so took the controller. And she said, no, it's downstairs. So I come to the house. I go down to the theater room. I look, I don't see it. I come back and I tell her, yeah, it's not there. And she said, no, it's there. You need to go find it. And I come back, come down to the theater room. I look, I look around a little bit and it's like, it's not there. And I told Laura, like emphatically, look, it's not there. I, so-and-so took it. Well, she proceeds to come over to the house, walk downstairs, walk into the theater room. And she found the controller. That's a humbling moment. And it was the there. same thing. I... In my mind, I was convinced that the people that took the TV took the controller and had done something with it. So I'm not looking with eyes to find. I'm not looking for eyes to really see. I was looking to almost justify or prove my own belief. And so I didn't find the controller. And Lori knew it was there. She knew the other people didn't take it. And she came over, walked down, and she found it and came back. That's... That's a rough one,
0: (laughs) (laughs) but it is,
1: it is so evident. And the funny thing is I've told this story of Bobby searching for the tool many times, and I've used it as an example that, you know, you need to, um, look in belief. You need to, right. If you believe something, you're going to find it. And yet I lived out a completely different thing in that moment. So that's a, that's a good reminder. Um,
0: yeah, and so it just as we wrap this up, I, you know, I, I think first of all, you know, Ohio State fans um don't celebrate and taunt someone else after the first <laughs> ki- opening kickoff. I just you don't want to do that. Uh sometimes Especially it turns Especially if you're out, playing
1: uh, Tim Tebow. <laughs>
0: uh but uh, you know, I think was that Tebow? That wasn't yeah, Tebow. It was it was Chris Leak. Tebow would Chris come Leak. in on Tebow the Tebow came in and did the, jump, did the little pass. jump pass. Yeah. Yeah. Dog on it. But your the you know the takeaway your belief affects what you see, and so if you look and you know something is there, if you believe something is there, you're going to have more likelihood of finding it. So if and it, you know you you look at something with the eyes of faith. So if you're looking for the good in something, you're going to see the good in something. If you look for the negative, you're going to see the negative. So your belief impacts it drives what, you, what see. you see. And and that's a practical as well, like. Like you said, it could be an object. And when you're looking for an object and you don't think it's there, sure enough, you won't be able to find it.
1: Yep. So I think we're wrapping up here. This is, again, this is a bookend episode. We're going to inject, uh, I think the next two episodes are injected into the middle of this Lubbock story. But, you know, Juan, hopefully you have some fun with the story and some of the things we tell, But, but... Hopefully you can take this and apply it in your life and and share it with others. And again, what we want is we want to make a difference.
0: We want to be people of impact and create
1: people of impact.
0: So go be people of impact. Have a great week.
1: This is the Fred Kami reminding you that faith looks up, hope looks ahead, and love looks all around to see whom it can help. Good day.